0: Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe and I'm Georgia and we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations, tips and tricks, products we love and brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Well, welcome to today's podcast episode. Um, Georgia and I wanted to start this episode by sending our love and condolences to Kelsey Parker. Very, very, very sad to hear yesterday the passing of Tom um, after his battle with a brain tumor. And um, yeah, Kelsey Kelsey is part of the Made by Mama's family. She's been on the podcast before. And it's just absolutely, utterly heartbreaking, isn't it?
2: It, No, do you know what it really is? I think, I guess, you know, we had Kelsey on and when she came on the podcast, she came on to talk about what it was like, you know, living with, you know, someone who has cancer. And she was so positive. And I don't think we even ever touched on the possibility that it might end like this. Mm. Um, And I guess... It, uh, it it's a huge shock. It's a huge shock. And I just, you know, I just hope that they're all okay. And I know that she has a, an amazing support network around her, but we just, we couldn't go without obviously mentioning this on the top of the podcast because we are yeah. really i don't know about you but when something like this happens especially when you know they've got young children like we have it really hits home and it's such a cliche to say you never expect it's going to happen to you and you don't but when it happens to someone who's almost like your life kind of your mirror you know yeah Yeah, yeah, exactly it just feels so real and yeah just we're just thinking about everyone you know all their friends and family
0: yeah massively and i think we haven't stopped thinking about it really and i Mm. i took from it last night i was thinking how amazingly brave he'd been and kelsey said that right to the last minute he was fighting hard um all the money that he's raised all the awareness um what a special human being and his memory will live on so yes love to kelsey and the kids and let's get on with today's episode Well, we knew that this was going to hit really well with you guys when we announced that we were going to be chatting to the absolutely wonderful Caroline Britton today, but we didn't quite realize how many questions were going to be sent in. Uh, Soul (laughs) Activator, Healer, Psychic Coach, Mentor Priestess, that's my favorite thing that you are now called, uh, Energy Alchemist and Magic Maker. Please welcome back to the podcast, Caroline Britton!
2: (laughs) How are you? I mean, a lot has happened since we last spoke to you.
1: Oh well, I've got so much has happened. Do you know, what? I think like all of us, we went into lockdown. It was a really difficult and challenging period, and it was amazing how I saw the demand for this kind of work and the exploration of self just like went through the roof. So I've seen a huge change in the business. I've gone all over the world. We've got clients everywhere. I'm nearly written a book. There's been so many things <sighs> happening. So yeah it's it's really, really, really exciting, and it feels so good to be back here together, having a Yay. chat because it was so powerful last time. I know we covered so many incredibly important things around parenting and prioritization yeah. of self so be interesting to see where this goes today. Yeah,
0: we're yeah. going to be talking about relationships today. So whether mm-hmm. that is the kind of the challenges I guess that you face in your romantic relationships, in your professional relationships, in your familiar relationships. So we've thrown it out to our wonderful listeners and mm. as per they've come up with the good. So let's just get cracking because I want to get through as many as yeah. possible. George, do you want to kick let's us off. Let's
2: do it. I'm going to kick off with this one. This is something that comes up on our Q&As a lot. Difficult mother-in-law <gasps> always knows best.
1: The thing is, when we're having issues and problems and challenges with the people around us what we want to do is we want to look at them and say it's their fault what can i do to get them to fix it rather than using it as an opportunity to say what is it triggering within me and this is one of the most powerful ways to bring your power back when you have a challenging relationship so with your mother-in-law she is reflecting something back to you so inherently we take this context there's a discomfort with how she feels she she knows best well why does that bother you so much because there are plenty of people in the world who are like that Mm. professional settings or we might be in the shop or the person who makes the comment in the car park to you about the way you've parked and often we're able to deflect it so why is it different when it's your mother-in-law And this is the point I'd be looking at what it's bringing up. So, is it bringing up a pattern of behavior you see with men and how they defer to the wisdom of their mother? Is there something going on with you where you feel like you doubt your opinions and your value? Does she speak her truth more than you speak your truth? Now, this isn't about saying that it's okay for people to behave like that, but what's happening is we're continually disempowering ourselves by making it about that person when we can shift it and say where's there an opportunity for me to learn and to grow and to witness what bothers me so much in this moment mm. and this is going to form the foundation of a lot of the questions as we move through.
0: Wow such good advice and, and actually Georgia teaches me quite a lot in that area because you have an amazing ability George to be able to well firstly you you really trust your own instinct and in your own stuff so if someone can mm. say something to Georgia or me and I will be in pieces on the floor in tears and Georgia will be like just let it go don't worry about it and I'll be like but it's yeah. really hurt me and she'll be like why are you letting it bother you so much and like I learned I've learned a lot from Georgia over the last four or five mm. years and she's you know she's quite a great teacher in that area so you're right it's like no you are though
2: thanks you yeah. can't yeah
0: it's, it's, it's it is interesting because if you keep on taking other people's shit on board yeah. you find that you're just driven and consumed by it constantly
1: and it's really exhausting yeah and we can't yeah. change the way that people behave we can learn the art of skill for communication we can speak our truth we can stand in our power we can have boundaries we'll explore all of this together today but ultimately when we keep focusing externally rather than using it an opportunity to go within, that's where the disconnect forms and we end yeah. up getting into resentment, anger, blame and this continual cycle we can't yeah. get out of. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, moving from mother-in-law to mother, and actually this is from Beth and I, I really resonate with this one. Ongoing fraught relationship with my mum. She is amazing. She's an amazing grandma and my boy loves her, but I still get angry and frustrated about long-standing things which she won't ever discuss how to deal drop um or move on.
1: Oh, I love this question. Mm. Yeah. So so the first thing if this was a client of mine I would be looking at the forgiveness and the anger and the resentment piece with yourself before you have any conversation. Because when we can do the internal work and the shifting, we can come at a conversation from a place of more neutrality and a place where we're able to be witness to some of the pain conditioning and patterns that she may have consciously or subconsciously picked up from her parents or the people around her. So what I would suggest doing, I've got some, some great exercises and again, intuitively feel what feels best. I would say, to write down a list of everything that you're holding on to in terms of resentment and anger towards your mum, any memories, any words, any situations, like let it go on a piece of paper. And almost like the theme is let's be as unreasonable as possible. Because the thing is, we all have an inner child that needs to be heard. Our mothers often Activate the inner child that wants to throw herself to the floor and say, It's not fair. I'm not seen. I'm misunderstood. I don't have value, whatever it might be. Because we're grown ups and reasonable people, we tend to turn around to that inner child and say, Get back in your box. You're a grown up. She's fine. She's a good grandmother. Like, get over it. What's your problem? You're so lucky. So, that inner child and that voice has no room to express, has no room to be able to just be heard. There is a part of you that is still being triggered by your mum that needs to be heard. So let that voice out. So you can let it out through writing. You could literally write a letter to her. I don't suggest you send it. You're writing it for yourself. You write it, you express your anger, and you move it through you. If you don't associate with writing and you don't like that, there's a brilliant exercise where you literally close your eyes. You go into a room. There's two chairs. You imagine your mum sitting on the chair in front of you, in that room she doesn't speak, she can't respond and you sit down and you say everything that you need to say until it's all out of you and then you ask for it to be passed back into the universe and transmuted to something greater or you just say I let this go, you walk out the room and you do that but the key thing is here, you can't move forwards with her until you've truly express to yourself what that part of you needs to say. Mm. We always start there. And then another exercise which is so powerful is something called Ho'oponopono, pono, which is I thank you, I love you, I release you, I let you go, and you look at anything you're holding on to and you say those statements to which it. Which is
0: what we did together.
1: It's so powerful. It's I mean you cannot believe how powerful I mean it I is. feel
0: like I'm gonna cry my it's it's so triggering. It's it's so It's so amazing. Caroline to Beth, to Beth, and anyone else dealing with this, Caroline and I did this work together because I was exactly the same as Beth. I was holding on to it and holding on to it. And every time I was with her, I was like, she's an amazing grandma. We've got to have this special time together. But I was just full of anger and resentment about stuff that she'd done in the past that we couldn't move forward from. And I'm telling you now, after eight years of beating her up and being furious all the time with her I have let it go and my relationship with my mom is the best it's ever been since I was 14 years old it's the most powerful exercise if you can go through or even get a one-to-one with Caroline it is wow
2: and I guess as well you know she this Beth has said something about that she feels frustrated about long-standing things that her mom won't ever discuss and I guess like what you're saying is her mum is then controlling how she's feeling but by doing this exercise she's she's taking back yeah. the control yeah. um and whether her mum decides to discuss these things with her or not is actually irrelevant and she can still move on and you know feel better in her own way by doing the work herself I think mean that's yeah, that's, yeah.
1: That's incredible and, and like you got it there that word she's not discussing it but are you discussing it with yourself are you going there with yourself first mm. because we have to honor that everything here is saying. I've got to have that honest and frank discussion with that part of me first. And then what you find, which is incredible, and Zoe, maybe this was your experience too, is when you do the work and the shifting and clearing, people are like, that person just seems to be behaving differently towards me. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Like
0: just this kind of, back and forth tussle verbal tussle that we used to go through she do not do it anymore it's just a really lovely beautiful calm relationship I just don't feel any of those things and actually weirdly I was desperate for her to say sorry to me that's all I wanted and she just couldn't deliver it to me in a certain way and then when I went at Christmas she just turned around to me up nowhere and just went I regret I regret it so much and I'm really sorry and it was like Brr, finally like I, I had it you yeah. know so like Beth but you've got to do the work first because it's got to be a shift in you before it can be a shift in her yeah. It's really amazing.
1: I feel, yeah. emotion- I feel quite emotional. I emotional. If we I get do. through this and we don't cry, <laughs> it'll be a miracle. I'm trying. I'm like holding it together. Come on, Caroline. Don't cry. <laughs> Go on, George.
2: We've had quite a few questions like this, actually. Um, so this is from, we'll, we'll keep it anonymous. How to get the spark back. I fancy my husband, but I have a prolapse, toddler and five-month-old. I feel gross. And someone else has said, I struggle to have sex, six weeks postpartum, tried it, and the awkwardness puts
1: me off. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. I think, first of all, can we just have some compassion for what our bodies, our hormones and our emotions go through when we have babies and we're mothering? It is huge. And I feel like it's so different now. I think my mum and I had this conversation. I mean, when my mum gave birth to me in 1980, She was kept in hospital for 10 days. She was looked after. You know, people were there to support her. Here it's like you literally have the baby and unless there's a medical emergency, you're out in a few hours. And then often we're having our second, third, fourth baby. We've got toddlers and demands and everything at home. Like no wonder it all seems so overwhelming. So the first thing I want to say here is, can we just have some compassion here? We are so programmed to treat this with judgment like why aren't I hornier or why don't I feel like I'm up for sex and what is going on here rather than taking a step back saying I really have compassion and I'm holding space for this woman whose body has been through this who's had this huge life experience recently and I see her and I love you and I hear you and I want you to take some time to ask that person first of all when they're not trying to make the, meet the demean, uh, demands of their children and their husband and everybody else, what do they need? What does that part of you need? Maybe she needs to be tucked up in bed, maybe she needs a bath, maybe she needs a massive cry, maybe she needs to call her best friend, but what can you do for yourself because it's all related here. I'm hearing what well, I can't make the demands or meet the demands of my husband here, that's okay. First of all, let's look at you meeting the demands of yourself. What do you need? The next thing here is actually, if you're really honest with yourself, what needs time? Does your body need time? Do you actually need intimacy through handholding and cuddling and talking and being held at the moment? Because we know as women, and this is a sweeping generalization, but We need lots of things to feel that intimacy and connection through sex. So let's focus on what we need so we can bring that woman to the bedroom and allow ourselves to be able to open up in that way. We've got to honor the feminine needs first. So what are your feminine needs? And maybe it's learning to love your body again. Maybe it's learning to heal maybe it's learning to accept the changes and shifts that you're seeing everything will pass everything is transient but let's step away from this and treat it with compassion and when that judgmental thought comes in in whatever form it is just say I see the judgment I release it I love and accept myself for who I am that's going to be
0: huge. Yeah, that's brilliant, wow. Caroline. And also six weeks postpartum. That yeah. is no time at all. I mean, no, me, exactly. me and George are like, well, what are you, George? Nearly three years postpartum. And sometimes still, <laughs> it's awkward in the case, So it's like, yeah, I'm and the same. that's stage. what I was
1: going to
2: say. And yeah. also, sometimes we talk about this a lot, you know, after you've been working, and then you've been clearing up poo, and then you've like, been constantly like, touched and hair grabbed by the kids sometimes you just want to be left alone and that's what you need yeah. you need just yeah. to be left alone and just be with yourself yeah. and you know and no one else and just do something for you you know for you so i think we do we just put so much pressure on
1: our, pressure on ourselves to be sort of perform in so many different ways yeah and it changes doesn't it i mean my children are 8 and 10 now and my goodness i look back that period when they were really little i had them you know pretty close together and it's it's different and when you look back uh it's very demanding physically emotionally with your nervous system you're not sleeping like you said you're being pulled out you've had all these body changes there's a lot of things going on here and when you look back from my experience a few years time you'll think why didn't I just have more love and compassion for goodness sakes it was six yeah. weeks or it was six months or it was two years in the grand scheme of things you can't believe how much changes and evolves as the kids get older and you sort of get your life your body your space your time back it's very short-lived but
0: mm-hmm. we've got to really
1: honor ourselves more in it because it is huge what what we do and what we experience very true um I love this
0: question um having worked full-time for my entire marriage I've gone part-time and I found the change hard any tips on how to discuss with my partner and readjust to my my new identity finding lack of financial independence very difficult hadn't realized how important
1: it was to me Ah, what an intro I think after Zoe and I had a a conversation about this yesterday oh my god yeah timely yeah so I think I think before we have the conversation let's try and get some clarity here on on what it is so there's clearly something here around perhaps a feeling of vulnerability yeah because you're not financially as independent as you were maybe there's something that's coming up where you're feeling a bit unsafe around the reliance all of a sudden financially or emotionally or maybe even with how your time spent since you've gone part-time I think What's really powerful before we go to conversations is actually to have an idea of what's actually going on inside that you're struggling with, and what is it that you actually want from that person in order to feel supported. When we communicate with a partner, often the way that it works is we kind of go in and we like emotionally dump like I'm feeling this and this and blah blah blah, blah and all this stuff comes out. And often, because men like to be logical and reasonable and sort of fix. They're a bit like either defensive or annoyed or I don't get it. So if if you can do your part to say, actually, I'm feeling vulnerable. This feels a bit unsafe for me. I'm feeling a bit lost. I just want to bring this to you. And yes. this is how I feel I could be more supported. This is areas where I feel like actually I could stand in my power and speak my truth a bit more. Here, you're starting to... To be able to have something tangible come out of that conversation, whoever brought that question in, I think it's really important to acknowledge that transitional times are very trying because it's an identity destabilization. When we change work or we give up work or we go part time, that identity we've created around ourselves is rocked. So this is an opportunity to say, well, what do I want the new identity to be? And if I was to claim and see this differently, and this is a really empowering question, where's this opening up opportunities for me to do what I want to do, to be more free, to spend time here, anchor yourself in why you did it in the first place. Mm. And if this was an opportunity for you to create an even better life, what could that be? And you might be things like, I'm going to get a coffee in the morning. Am I going to go out for a run and I'm going to do this and I'm going to take up this? Start seeing it through a different lens when you've shifted past the fact it feels weird. Come back into your power and say, okay, if this is for my greatest, highest good, what could I explore from this place?
2: I think it is quite hard, you know, for to not put your trust fully in someone else, but, you know, oh, if there yeah. is somebody who, you know, is bringing the money into the house... And you, you feel, you shouldn't feel, you know, less than them, but there is a certain, they are they hold something over you in a weird way. Um, and, you know, we talk about this a lot, you know, people who step parents that stay at home and first is one that goes to work. And if that, you know, that the person who's at home is doing a job that they would be paid for and you could pay someone to do. So if you, you know, if you think of that in your mind, but I just think, it does. It's it's really it's hard that balance yeah. in a relationship, especially
0: if you know she, she mentioned that she used to work full time. She's used
2: to it. Exactly. She's used to
0: working full time, and you know, and then suddenly that's been taken away, and that does feel icky. And yeah, I I I, can, yeah. I, I know even that even if
2: it makes all sense, you know, if it makes sense on paper, you've done all your maths and all that, and it makes sense, it still creates that imbalance and that.
1: I don't know unsettling feeling I guess and that thing that comes up where often we don't feel safe oh it's yeah like, what, what do you need to give yourself for safety yeah. now like what can you do
2: this is so weird and I've spoken on here before like I have never really experienced sort of mental health issues but actually I was talking to a friend about this the other day and I remember I so Before we had children, I left, I quit my job in London and I moved to be with James and we were very young, so 21 or something like that. So he had all of the financial burden. It wasn't for very long, it's probably for like six months or something until I'd sorted myself out up there. But for those six months, I had such huge anxiety about something happening to him. So he would be, I don't know, he'd be away for work and I would, he, he I don't know he wouldn't reply for like half an hour or something and I'd be like oh my god the coach has crashed he's dead oh my gosh what 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 am wow. I gonna do it's but I know I, at the time you didn't put two and two together I'd forgotten yeah. about it and mm. me and my friend used to talk about like why are we like this is so weird why are we like this what are we doing and now I look back I'm like god it makes so much sense because I felt he he had this huge responsibility to almost like look after me and i felt like i was so reliant on yes. him in that time and since then i've kind of been on that whole journey to never feel reliant on someone ever again she's a mum boss but it's weird because I'd never I'd never gone back and actually pieced that together and it really it did I was so anxious
1: I was so anxious for though you know for those months that's a brilliant example and I feel like an affirmation like I am safe and mm. all is well I am safe and all is well will just do amazing things for your body when you start when this whoever it is this identifies with this when you start feeling that panic or you start feeling like you know you can't catch your breath or you're scared just say i am safe and all is well it's just going to start calming some of that programming that's suggesting otherwise so that's a great anchor just have it on standby to pull in whenever you need it
0: I i wanted to talk about safety a little bit later on actually um we'll come back to it we'll be right back after this short break Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? Again,
2: anonymous. (laughs) How to make them see I take on the load of everything. I keep dropping balls everywhere. And he, and she's put brackets, husband, doesn't get how or why. I'm like, I do five million things. How about you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of people can identify. Okay. So I'm going to be really honest here, which I always am. But when I was... I had two young children and I was in the corporate world. I felt exactly the same with my husband. I used to say to him, you take me for granted, you don't know how much I do, you don't listen to me. I used to have this thing that when I got annoyed, I would say. Now, what I became really aware of as I did this work was actually I took myself for granted and I wasn't listening to myself. So it's amazing. I see this with so many clients. We get in this habit of doing everything and being all these things to prove our worth because we don't feel enough. And then we have a partner who's actually not defining our worth by how many chores and things we're doing and how many boxes we're ticking. But we've created a story around it because that's where we've decided our value comes from. So we want somebody else to acknowledge it because we don't. And then we do it because we want to be proving to ourselves we're enough and we have value. Take a step back and just ask yourself, why are you doing one million things and feeling the need for approval? If you truly believe that you're enough and had value, where are you just overgiving, overdoing, prioritizing things that are stressing you out? It doesn't mean that we don't, we have a lot, of, it's a lot with kids and whatever it is else we're doing in the house. But often we start creating these big dramas in our head, like it matters if there's mess or it matters if the fridge is empty and we get a takeaway or it matters things that don't matter, but we've decided they do. So this is a call to step back and say, if I believe that I was enough and I had value. Actually, what am I doing here? And do I even like this person? I mean, the other day... <laughs> do I even like this person? Because I'm going to take... What, I'm going our to, husbands? Mm, I meant <laughs> ourselves, but yeah, yeah that, so. too. Oh. that too. That <laughs> too. Yeah, no, me too, yeah. I had something the other day where Matt was making a smoothie for our son, And I heard the words came out of my mouth before my head had even checked. And I was like, gosh, you put a lot of berries in his smoothie, don't you? Oh, God, that's annoying, Caroline. Yeah, is. Isn't it? But isn't that annoying? And I thought, I heard this voice saying, what are you doing? But we sort of, when we're in that default of busy and like, you know, the boss and getting things done, we sometimes are not consciously stepping back saying, like, who do I want to be and what do I want to bring to this relationship and how does she show up? And we've defaulted to this person who is sighing and nagging and poor me and victim and actually take a step back and say, forget getting validation from my husband. What about validation from myself, first of all? But
0: what if they, but, but, but only be, and I, I think that's absolutely right, but also it is so fucking annoying because if we don't do it, and I'm not yeah. saying in all households because, yeah. you know, does it is absolutely brilliant. So this isn't bashing, but like I've probably got a hundred things in this column that I do. And then there's probably 10. And I'm like, can you not, so I would like to sit down with him and say, you know, like all the sports classes, all the uniform, all the booking of the holidays, all the fact that is all on me. And I'm running like five or six different projects in my career. Mm. Like, you know, that's just annoying. And I don't need him to say, oh, well done. I just need him to take half the load. That would mm. be really, really helpful. So I, may, I, I, I imagine that's kind of what this person is sort of saying. It's like, potentially, yes, you do want your husband to turn around and say like, thank you for doing all that shit. But also how can you help me? How can yes. you take the no, load yeah. off me?
2: I agree, so. And for me, I like I always say to James, I'm like, I actually don't need you to be like, oh, wow, I can't believe you've done all of this. I actually just need you not to pick up on the things I haven't done that's what I need you to do. Like oh. that is what I need. I wrote a list on my phone, right? And it's still in my phone, ready. I don't know when it's coming out. No, yes. Of everything that I do. Like absolutely <laughs> every in fact I add to it daily. I'm like, oh yeah, I do quite often clean the toilet. Clean toilet. Um and and I sometimes I look back when like I've had a really hard day and I'm like, wow, you do all of this. <laughs> Well done. And I feel really like, oh, look at yeah. you. Well and then you, James comes in and goes, there's a mouldy pepper in the fridge. And I'm like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> why, are you, why are you picking on that? Have you not seen everything I've done? And it's like, I don't know how to stop that because it, it really annoys me. It really annoys me.
1: We do. We ha- And I know it's like that thing of... This is not about saying you should do everything and just accept it. But honestly, before we can move forwards, we have to say what truly matters. Where am I positioning this as something that is going to continually keep triggering me unless I look at it? So say like people are going to walk in and make comments. It's going to say things about the pepper. But actually, if you're in that place of I know my worth, I know I do a lot. I'm, I'm really proud of myself and I'm absolutely amazing and good for me. It's going to have less of a trigger. So we get to yeah, that yeah. place first. Then from there, what I would say is, what? where do you actually truly need support? Like, what is it that you can pass over? And are you willing to? Because this is the next thing. And this is where this leads in. And I work with a lot of clients on this. We know that we want support, but then there's this like unwillingness to hand it over I might as well just do it I do it better I do it quicker it needs to be done this way and then and then our other half sometimes is like well I just don't get it so if you truly want to hand things over which I am all for and Matt and I have such good balance by having worked on all of these things you have to be prepared to let them do it their way in their own time maybe a little bit more slowly generalization again but it's But we have to allow that for them without making the comments and causing that wedge. So when you've done that bit around what we said at the beginning, sit down, work out, actually, this is where I need support with pickups. Actually, could you just do the dishwasher every morning? Can you do this? And is there anything on that list that you can delegate or do more efficiently? So an example would be, my kids are in different clubs all of the time. And we used to have this conversation every morning, like, when do you pick claudia up again and harry up and he used to think oh how do you not know this so literally we sat with the timetable we printed it all off we wrote it it sits on the fridge we've not had that conversation it's literally on the fridge now that's such a simple thing but that has saved a daily conversation of 365 conversations we could have had over the last year has been Mm. solved by a timetable on the fridge so sometimes there are simple things that we can do to make our life easier so I would look at those three steps together but one step one like I said making sure that you are proud of yourself and giving yourself value from the right places and doing that check before you have a emotionally charged conversation which often happens if we haven't done that bit before then what do you actually need sit down fact practically and then what can you do for support delegation and um more efficiency and I think those three three things will help love
0: that get get down the shops get yourself a sharpie a printer and a laminating machine and get sticking lady (laughs) Uh, right um how do I deal with my baby's dad who isn't the most proactive that kind of leads us on to that one really
1: yeah yeah I mean now this is I'm going to talk a lot about here about speaking your truth and honoring your voice And somewhere along the way, I think particularly as women, we lose our ability to speak our truth. It like often all gets stuck in our throat chakra and we don't say what we actually want to say, which is, this is hard. I need help. I need support. So what are you not saying? This is what I would ask. Like, what is it that you're not saying to the people around you? Where are you not allowing yourself to receive support? And it's really hard to speak our truth because there's fears of abandonment or judgment or people thinking that we're not capable whatever it is but it takes real strength and power to speak your truth so what do you need where are you struggling and who do you feel safe with to share that and at the moment if you don't feel safe with your partner which I really hope you do when I talk about safe like if you're not sure how it's going to be met in terms of a reaction yeah Can you go to somebody you feel really safe with first, like maybe a sister or a friend or a parent, have that conversation about where you're struggling, where you don't feel supported, practice speaking your truth. And then from there, you know, you've got a support network to go and have that conversation with your partner and hoping you can go direct to your partner hoping you can but that's not always the case.
2: Yeah I was going to say that because actually sometimes you don't know how someone's going to react like that like for instance with me the moldy pepper sometimes James could say to me oh there's a moldy pepper in the fridge and I'd be like okay yeah cool put it in the bin and sometimes I'd be like fucking hell (laughs) and I guess it's like it's about like knowing the right time to bring these things up too I guess because you can no. get it completely wrong and you will get a completely different reaction
0: or you could get it and you could bite you could bite it and look in their eyes and go i like it moldy yeah. asshole <laughs> and then eat it
2: <laughs> you never know what you're going to get <laughs> this one's from Jess how do you broach different parenting styles forward slash phone use without criticising. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Okay. I feel like these are two conversations that probably happen (laughs) in every household. One person's on their phone too much, one person's stricter, and one person's more easygoing when it comes to parenting.
1: So I think we can pull in something here around communication. Often, we can blindside people when we want to have a chat. So they don't know it's coming, like all of a sudden you decide in that moment it is Mm. the perfect time for you to express everything that's going on and the other person has just come down from a busy meeting or a day or they're not really in the mood or the zone on both sides and it causes this like fractiousness where you don't hear each other, it becomes highly emotionally charged and before you know it, it's worse. So I think with any conversation that you know you need to have is giving the person a heads up, whether it's somebody on your team or your partner or a friend that actually you want to have a conversation about, something really important that's causing a bit of a disconnect between your relationship. When would be a good time to have that conversation? This is honestly one of the best pieces of communication advice I've ever learned. I
0: love this. And this is what we do. I, if I want to talk about something, I go up to Dozner and I say, Dozner, I really need to have a chat with you about something. Is this a good moment? And you're asking for permission. And if mm. he says no, I go, okay, can we have a think about when it would be? And then I know that it might be in half an hour or it might be later that night. Or it might be, And then I'm okay with that. Whereas before I just go lauding in, being like, yeah. blah, 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 and he'd be like, bah! and then it would just be this massive row. So if you ask for permission, it's amazing how it just brings it right down. It's incredible. It? Yeah.
1: It's incre- it is a game changer because yeah. then both parties and whatever context this applies to are prepared. And if people have businesses or they're at work, put this into everything. Because mm-hmm. then you're meeting each other with an expectation that you're going to have a conversation about something. And that's such an important place to start. And I'm so glad that you've noticed that shift. Yeah. I, it's it's amazing. It's so simple. Yeah. It's huge so that would be a really good place for this person to start and then I would go there and again when they're having this conversation rather than just the blame of like you're on your phone blah 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 blah, it's like what do you actually want to get out of this conversation know that before you go in well I want to get out of it Caroline him being on his phone less okay so can you have a conversation about where you might be able to meet in the middle so he's like well, I need to check it for work, or it's my downtime looking at the fantasy football team. That's what Matt would say. Or like you're watching <laughs> football, and what else am I going to do? That yeah. That as well. So yeah, whatever it might be. So actually, okay, yeah. I recognise that. I know that's your time, and that's what you need. Maybe we could work together that actually we don't have the phone here, or could we just have the hours between five and half seven till we put the kids to bed, Well, we don't have phones? Yeah. I know I'm just as guilty of it. Let's do this. We've got to come away from. Yes, we speak our truth. Yes, we say what's on our mind. But when it gets into blame and pointing fingers, we never move past it. It becomes yeah. this heated issue. What do you need? What changes do you want to see? And then bring that. So that's that's going to be massive.
0: I think as well, wow. such a great piece of advice. And I, I often think, because I'm guilty of being on, on my phone all the time, and so is Dozer. and I sometimes say to him, shall we do phone free night tonight? I think it'd be really fun. Like let's put our phones, let's leave our phones in the drawer in the kitchen and then let's just have a nice dinner or let's spend time with the kids and let's do it together. And I go, oh, I find it really difficult. You know, I sort of axe like the Dumbo and I'm like oh it's really hard for me to do it it actually is but like I just I I bring the fun element to it rather than being like you're always on your phone and you know. then you get into naggy wife territory and it's actually I get a really good response from it if I feel like we need some quality time together that's kind of the style I go for totally yeah yeah
2: get that so just
0: time for one more George
2: yeah so this this is a long one but I think one that probably a lot of people can resonate with in some you know part of their life Um, my mother-in-law is a really difficult with no tolerance to other people's opinions. So much so, everyone treads on eggshells and never calls her out when she's wrong or hurting someone's feelings, as we all know how she will react. I've a two year old and I'm struggling to navigate boundaries with her. I ask her not to do things like bring him cake every time she sees him, talk negatively about people in front of him, but she brushes me off and does it anyway. I'm not confrontational and also never want drama for my husband, so I tend to stay quiet, but it gets to me quite a lot any advice would be so appreciated honestly your podcast is wonderful thank you oh.
1: <laughs> yeah it's a really difficult situation isn't it it's so hard when we have that kind of toxic energy in our lives and we feel such a sense of responsibility to our other half as well it's uh, it's his mother so really we're gonna look here at boundaries Now, boundaries are as important for the other person as they are for us. And there's actually been some really interesting studies around foster carers. And actually, they say that boundaries is one of the greatest acts of love that you can do for yourself Mm. and the child. So this is in the greatest and highest good of everybody, your husband, yourself, your children, your mother-in-law and generally. So I want to put this context in. With boundaries, we have to be really clear of what our non-negotiable ones are. And we all have them in some areas. So she wouldn't be able to walk in the kitchen and physically shove you. That would be a boundary that would be crossed and you'd react to immediately. But perhaps those boundaries now are, it's a non-negotiable for me that she's able to use that language and that kind of wording in front of my child. It's a non-negotiable, the cake. Actually, you need to get really clear on what are your non-negotiables. You need to have a conversation with your husband about this is why it's important to me. And then this is where we come into our power and I'll speak our truth and say, I'd like to have a conversation with you about something. Let me know if it's a good time or maybe we could go for a coffee and we can have a conversation. You sit down, you have the conversation and you say, I really appreciate You and appreciate the effort that you make Mm -hmm. to be in our lives. I want to be really honest here about a couple of things that I'm struggling with in the hope that you can hear me. It's this, and I'd really like it if going forward you don't bring the cake, and it's this, which is I'm really aware of how impressionable their minds are, and I'd really like it if you didn't bring that in front of him. But I'm happy for us to have a chat over a coffee anytime about anything because I want to support you. You can be Smart and emotionally intelligent, in how you phrase it. If you are met with somebody who doesn't like it when mm-hmm. you have those boundaries in place, you're met with somebody who doesn't like it when you have their boundaries in place. And that is up to them to deal with. If the conversation then goes to her attacking you, say, I don't feel like we can have this conversation when you're in a highly emotional state, but I'd be happy to have this conversation at another time. Right. And it's able to get in that energy where. You're meeting it as that wise and compassionate person, but who doesn't take any shit. Yeah. What tends to happen is somebody comes to us with their inner child and they have a big tantrum. So say she responds in a big tantrum way. And then what happens is it's met with our inner child and the tantrum, and it's like, boof. Boosh. Or their inner child comes along and it's met by our warrior that's like, uh, hang on a minute, I better protect you, steps in. And it's this and it becomes these things. You get to control that conversation and have a discussion like that. And she is free to choose to react how she wants without it being your problem. If she continues after that conversation to push the boundary again, it's sitting down and saying, we've had this conversation around the boundary. I feel you have crossed that now from a place where I was being fair. I'm concerned this is going to cause difficulties in our relationship if we don't address it and there's these stages that we can go through but I really feel strongly you come back into your power not because you think she's gonna like it but because then you're being true to who you are and you are actually whether you realize it or not modeling behavior for her where she might be able to find her power in some of the areas where she keeps coming into victim
0: oh my god that was amazing isn't that so good
1: I, I feel like by
2: speaking up to someone like that if everyone else is walking on eggshells around her you're probably going to do everybody else a favor as well um by calling her out because if I, I think if you just let people just carry on like and sometimes they don't even realize That's what I was gonna say. that they're behaving like that they don't yeah. even realize until somebody sort of tries to speak to them on like a level like a level play they're not attacking them
0: do you know what my mum did it my mum was a model and you know, she grew up in this really vacuous kind of model world in London where everything was, you were judged on how you looked and she grew up, you know, she brought us up in this household where it was like, you're so beautiful and almost felt like she loved us more if we were sort of slimmer and prettier, you know, and she would pit us off against each other, me and my sister. And she was sort of starting to, to bring some of this language around the kids and she was, you know, pointing out and she sounds like an asshole, she's not, but she was just ingrained in her to talk about how people look. So if somebody was, you know, looked a certain way, she would point it out in front of them and I just had to quietly sit her down and say listen mum you don't realise you're doing this but I would really appreciate it if you didn't have those sorts of conversations around the kids and I said and in terms of how they look of course please tell Luna that she's beautiful but I don't want this like oh you're going to go so far in life because you're so pretty and it's like none of that will be Mm. said around her and she took it it was a really yeah. awkward conversation to have, but she did take it. I've been pulling my mum up for years now, haven't I? Jesus Christ. Good job, I'm so <laughs> perfect.
1: <laughs> we can do it from a compassionate place. Yeah. We can do it in a way where we're having that conversation one on one away from people in an environment where she knows it's coming. We can treat yeah. it with compassion and boundaries. We can do all of these things and still be in our power and be strong and firm in who they who we are. And it's a great act of love for all involved. And I you never know what that might show her in terms of a mm. powerful woman who has boundaries. Yeah.
0: Gosh, oh it's always oh, amazing isn't it just so incredible uh, thank you so much I think you just you just eternally help people day to day and obviously for me and both you know both Georgia and I the stuff that you say you know we we take it and we, we, do. we run with it in our everyday life so thank you for being such a special human being and thank you so much for answering so many questions Caroline is going to come back again she doesn't know it yet but she will
1: <laughs> I Part love you three. both thank you <laughs>
0: thank you so so much thank you for
1: having me
0: i don't know about you but caroline Britton, i'd love her to just live in my house so that anytime (laughs) i had any issues with anything I could just be like, Caroline, you can come down now. Can you help me? Do you know what, though? She literally, even just in that chat, I hadn't even thought
2: about that whole thing of, like, why I felt like that about James. And it's all these, she brings all these things yeah. up that I don't even realize happen. And I address them
0: before they get
2: on top of me. I'm like, wow,
0: this is incredible. I know. Oh. She's amazing. Lover, her. <sighs> um, right, time to get into this week's products. So yeah. I'm going to kick us off with um, a brand new perfume, which I am loving. It's from Diptyque. Um, We've been practicing the name of it. Athonial <laughs> Rosa, we think it's called.
2: Anyone want to tell us any different? We are all here.
0: We went from Athonial to, uh, no, Athonial <laughs> Rosa, we think it's called. It's absolutely gorgeous. I actually, um, somebody gave this to me as a gift, as in oh. like a mate of mine was like, oh, I'm not too keen on this, and I was like, are you joking? It's absolutely beautiful. I will take it, and it's my now my go-to. I love everything by Diptyque I've got loads of their candles around the house as well. It's just a beautiful brand.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, it feels like a real treat when you buy yourself a new fragrance. I, know. I think it's not. I, I never do it, and actually, really,
0: I should. I know. Whew, stinky.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is. I feel like we talk about supplements so much, and since oh, <laughs> since I met you, I've seriously upped my supplement Thank you. game. Thank you. Um, but this isn't this isn't a supplement, it's something you add to some water or like yogurt or whatever you want in the morning. So I now almost don't eat breakfast. I try and work out and then I eat breakfast at maybe like half 11, 12 o'clock or brunch. So I've been taking this um, supplement from Indy, it's their body um, supplement. I add it to some water. It also makes me drink 500 milliliters of water before yeah. I left the house, which is great. But it has... Everything you need in it, in it. So it's got like vitamin D. It's got folic acid. It's got everything. It's almost like a complete nutrients yeah, yeah, yeah. party in, yeah. in in one in one in one water bottle. Because I am guilty of forgetting, but with this, I'm really not. Um, so I shall
0: let you know. It's a brand that we've just discovered as well. indie yeah. They also do a really amazing um, sleep aid. So yes. if you're struggling with sleep, make sure you check that out. Um, Uh, For me, the next one I'm going to talk about, Oasis Fashion. We all know the brand. I'm sure you've been wearing their products for years and years and years. But their spring-summer collection, which is dropping at the moment, is breathtaking. In particular, an amazing silk. Silk is a fabric we're going to see everywhere this spring-summer. They do it in... It's almost like, um, like a lemon so it's a dress floor length it's got beautiful little slit up one side the back is stunning and it also comes in pink um so depending on how you're feeling you could do pink or lemon and yeah I've got both (laughs) uh uh, yeah I'm working with Oasis as well at the moment but I just love them
2: one of my most worn pieces recently is an Oasis pink jumpsuit I have worn it so much yes and it's I mean it's a huge high street brand but I do feel like there are some little gems on there that you don't see everybody wearing um so yeah we we'll are do an edit for fans. you yeah. yeah we are huge fans um and from, from fashion to activities for the kids easter a half term is approaching for a lot of us um easter G- holiday easter it holiday ain't, it ain't oh, yeah, it's not it's not a week is it gigi has got three weeks <laughs> i know yeah so oh, gosh um anyway so i've been looking at things to do with the kids and i'm actually going to take axel on the horrible histories terrible thames tour so it's like a boat that goes down the river thames and they obviously tell you about all the landmarks and stuff. He went to the Tower of London with school the other day and so now he's like big on telling me the history of everything so I Amazing. thought we could just get it over and done with in that. I think it's £75 for a family of four which I didn't think was too bad um, for a London attraction
0: I mean anyway. if you if you factor in things like the aquarium or yeah. if you're going to like the Shrek adventure or everything costs so much money. They are doing loads of deals over Easter as well so make sure you kind of keep your eyes open for that but I'm definitely coming with you on that tour as well because I love a horrible history tale. <laughs> we can swat up because <laughs> I won't have a clue about any <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were gonna say we can drink we will be drinking and the kids will be looking um thank you so much for listening to today's podcast and thank you so much for sending in your questions they were absolutely yeah. brilliant um as always you can rate review subscribe um, and follow the podcast too
2: yeah and if you want
0: to drop us a dm and
2: let us know what you thought about the episode or if you've got any suggestions for other topics we should cover we are all ears we're on at made by Mamas on instagram and we'll be back on tuesday Made by Mummers is an insanity podcast production, and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason.
1: Insanity Group.
0: Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.